Mr. Graham, it's late night on a Thursday. We don't have an intro. We're not late. doing it live. It's just you and me this time. What well, kind of we are doing it live? Well, what are people listening to, sir? The Do You Football Show. There we go. How about that? Words are fun. We like to talk. This is a back and forth. You see you and I, you don't look at your phone like you're doing right now, and you talk to me. But now you're not allowed to talk anymore, I don't because now to it's time to start the show. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and the man cracking all them knuckles over there, my co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham. How you doing, Sammy? Doing very well, thank you. Gotta be ready, you know? That's part of my pregame routine. Yeah? You're just wearing the well, earbuds set. so you hear everything. That's all right. You'll be okay. Good. I'm watching the little lines go... There's nothing else going on except me and... Me and my knuckles. You and your knuckles? Actually, there's something very important going on, Mr. Graham. We have to take a moment to recognize that it's the birthday of a key person of the DU family. Without this person, we would not You're absolutely right. We would not survive. They do everything for us. They are they're the best support system we've ever had. So allow me to say Chris Firehawk, happy birthday. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they get in touch. Absolutely. It's quite simple. It's at DU Football Show on all the social medias at DUFootballShow at gmail.com to get in touch via email. And uh, a real shout out. Happy birthday to my beautiful bride, uh, our lovely producer, Mel. Oh, it's lovely to be in my late 30s. <laughs> and she comes with the funny. She sure as hell comes with the funny. <laughs> Mel- Melissa, happy birthday. Uh, Firehawk, that was still a real shout out. <laughs> Don't just shit on the man's birthday now. Jesus Christ. That was a real shout out. Chris made a very astute observation earlier that people born on the 5th of January tend to be smarter. Okay, and that science is what? Between you and him? That's anecdotal evidence. It works. Yeah, in what way? <laughs> All the ways. You've, you've done the research, right? We've done the research. You've done the research I on Google? I have the documents. Good. You have the memes as well? The memes too? I have all the Wait. memes. Uh, hey, hold on. Uh-huh. Please. I walked, I was in Westminster, Maryland today, and I saved this for this moment because I wanted y'all to hear it. Okay. Heard. I knew this was coming. <laughs> I walked into one of my liquor stores today, and they say, did you get stopped in the parking lot? No. What are you on about? 
You see that guy in the suit? Yeah. You see that woman with the phone? Yeah. That's the producer. He's the host. And he's interviewing people, asking them whether or not, uh, or I'm sorry, when Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci, and Joe Biden are getting arrested. Uh, and if they're not arrested, when we think they're going to push the red button to activate the vaccine and trigger the zombie apocalypse. Well, that happens at the 12th vote when Kevin McCarthy gets turned down a dozen times even. (laughs) (laughs) Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, on Monday we did number 18 out of turn because we had two bottles of number 19. Tell us all about it. I, I will do that. Uh, number 19 is the Teeling Wonders of Wood Virgin Chinkapin Oak. The panel gave it a 93. It is 100 proof and should run you roughly $100 on the shelf. Obviously, as we always like to stipulate, this list is now public knowledge. You will probably pay a 20 to 30% premium on the suggested retail. Uh Here we go. Your blurb this time comes from Johnny McCormick. Uh, Master distiller Alex Chasco selected wide grain virgin chinkapin American white oak. Sam, we were right in our pre-show meeting. Uh, White oak casks fully uh, to fully mature this batch of distinctive Dublin made single pot still whiskey with each bottle sold, helping to replant native trees uh, in County Wicklow. Okay. He's stealing our trees. To, to plant, plant trees in his own backyard. Well, hold on. Uh, I don't know. I don't one, know about this. One, one might debate the Irish have been fucked over a lot more than we have. So if we're going to give them a Listen, few trees, let's give them a few trees. I think they'll be all right. I have a lot of Irish heritage. Okay. Yes. But America. <laughs> but America. <laughs> but America. All right. Okay. This is the conspiracy right, here. Well, keep, keep reading. Uh, anyway, more. back to it. Uh, the fresh oak has deeply etched its character on the spirit with savory and spicy aromas of roasted sweet chestnut, uh, maron glass, licorice, pecan, and treacle. <clears throat> what the fuck's treacle? T-R-E-A-C-L-E. Maybe I'm just ignorant. Is right. that pecal? I have no idea. No idea. That For a, a second, terminal. I thought it said fecal. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, well, no. That would be a different <laughs> show, Graham. That would be a different show. Kidding. 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 Followed by a deliciously yielding palate of black fruits, forest honey, clove, cola, and Brazil nut. Clove and forest honey actually make sense to me, like a lot on this one. Oh, yeah, definitely. I get the pecan as well. Um, This is if Irish whiskey had a baby with bourbon. Because typically, in the case of pot still, a pot still is a minimum of 70% barley done in a copper pot still, uh, twice distilled. But that 30% can be neutral grain, whatever you want to do. Typically, that's corn. Almost always, that is corn. So, um, yeah, this is, for me, this is very much if Irish whiskey had a baby with, with bourbon. It's got a lot of those really nice sweet notes. It's a lovely whiskey. Yeah, but it, but it also finishes with a lot of those round notes. I mean, the honey, the clove, 
mm-hmm. um, especially the Brazil nut actually on on second sip came through big time. And do you, uh, explain the Brazil nut if you would? I just a uh, big oversized nut that's kind of like an almond, um, but a little bit more neutral in taste. You know, so. Um, but I've always gotten a slight bitterness and dryness off a of Brazil nut. I give you that. I would definitely give you a dryness off Brazil nut. But just a little bit of a little bit of bitterness. But on like as opposed to what we normally consume here, pecans. Right. Um, yeah, all those have a tinge of sweetness. The other direction. But this, it, I love. It's delightful. This it really is. I'm I'm thoroughly impressed with it. Um, Teeling has made the list. I think the last three years in a the row, their uh, standard pot still made it a few years ago. Uh, last year, the Black Pit single malt made it, and uh, this time it's a uh, another pot still. Uh, what they kind of have going for them is Teeling's has a couple of things. Uh, they're the original Cooley Distillery, and. The Cooley Distillery used to produce whiskey for everyone else, for the most part. And um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. when they finally started to kind of more center it around Teeling as a whole, it also got bought by a major company, got bought by Bacardi, right? So they had investment and they also had capital because they sold all their whiskey to everybody. I mean, anybody who you know of that is not Bushmill or the Middleton Distillery, a.k.a. Jameson, the, if it's an Irish whiskey, they bought it from Cooley. It's where it all fucking came from, all of it. And so they had that big capital already, which has allowed them to be experimental as fuck while everybody else is still trying to produce their pot stills and produce and age single malts and think of, things of that nature. So um, I'm thoroughly impressed. Uh, I don't know if I'd go buying this bottle for $100 on the shelf. I'm just not sure. I'm a, I've only done that a few times with Irish whiskey, and typically that's a you know a Jameson Rares vintage uh, gold label when it used to be available. Uh, the occasional Middletons I'd spend that kind of money on, uh, and of course uh, the Glendalock eight uh, the Glendalock thirteen, which was the Mizanora oak finish, which was just bloody fucking delightful, and you can't even get anymore. But uh, yeah, this is really lovely, uh, right. Mr. Graham. What else do we need to do? We need to remember to thank Whiskey Advocate for not suing us for reading all their stuff out. Uh, and always drink legally and responsibly. There you go. I gave you the little clink this time, Mr. Graham. Not bad. Not bad. I'll Mine give you that one. Nah. We start with three fantastic victories for one group and catastrophic losses for the other. Brentford 3, Liverpool 1, Brighton 4, Everton 1, Tottenham 4, Crystal Palace nil. Another monster scalp for the bees, Mr. Graham, in their building. Uh, first time they beat them since 1948, I believe I read. Yep. And right now they've got United and... 34, they've got, like that. they've got United and Liverpool on their, on their scalps for this year already in their building. Well, and they also basically did what they did to United to Liverpool. Um, just on a little bit of a smaller, more conservative scale. Um, I mean, that would tend to happen when you don't have Harry Maguire in your team. People are slightly more conservative against you because they can't knock the fort walls down so easily. Um, but Liverpool dominated the ball in this game completely. Uh, mm-hmm. They had their chances, um, but really can only manage that Oxlade-Chamberlain chance. 
Sanchez did make one or two saves, but nothing absolutely spectacular. Um, well, the good and the good also thing... when when the Ox scored, Brentford mm-hmm. already two 0 up from two sucker punches. Well, and also let's look at this. At that point, it could have already been four to one at that point because mm-hmm. there was definitely there was a couple of close offsides, and then also one would debate that it could have been four to two because there was an offside just before Ox got his goal. Uh, the key thing though is that the bees have probably one of the best defenders in the business in uh, Darwin Nunez, who cannot hit a goal at all, even when it's completely open, like a completely open net. One of uh, my favorite memes about that was Darwin Nunez, how Darwin Nunez cooks eggs. (laughs) Yes, I saw this one. The the gas stove. You had the pan on a burner that was off. To the right of it, you had the burner that was on. And between the grates down towards the gas uh, things that released the flame was the egg and egg white. Yep. And don't forget the egg shells um, were in the pan. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That man's got. It a, was fantastic. That man's got a bad case of the yips right now, and he cannot get out of his own head. He keeps getting opportunities, and he now, keeps just missing horrifically. Which does what not I, help. What I would, does not help. What I would say about that is how young he is. <clears throat> um, there is the chance to calm him down and get him some composure in front of goal uh, by coaching and practicing. But um, what what you worry about with a striker is if they're not there, if they're not in positions, they're not even trying. They or they've lost their instinct completely, or you know, what have you. If you've got a striker that's getting there, that's making chances, it's getting into position, that's, that's you know, Johnny on the spot, all you got to do is get him to come. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we just got to teach him to calm down, relax, and just let it flow through you. Right. And he'll start scoring goals. It, um, you know, I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, a young player that was like that, that then turned prolific. And I can't think of one off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But there are some, and I know there are some. I'm just having a brain fart. Enough. Now, look, there's injuries. Obviously, Liverpool is dealing with a ton of injuries. But well, it doesn't help when Kanate knocks one into his own net and then also slips. I mean, injuries can't fix that. <laughs> right. Well, and then he's been playing all season. <laughs> and, and then, of course, a uh, moment of silence for the Dutch tulip. Thank you. Uh, he, of course, now is out for uh, the rest of January, apparently, with an injury. And but but also at the same time, your Liverpool Football Club, you got to be better. You've got to be better than this. You have to be, and they aren't right now. They are tragically bad. Because even that, the, well, they haven't been all season, same. Right. Well, that's just it. Like we started the start of the year, they started off horrifically. Then they seem to turn it around, start to get some key wins, and then we come back from the World Cup, and that Villa match, Villa went toe to toe with them. It was a much closer game than the three to one suggested. Then they beat a team without scoring, and then they get their asses whooped by 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 frankly a team that shouldn't even be in the same class with them. I mean, I, I all respect to the bees. I think they're a damn good team and I'm going to get on to another thought about them in a few minutes, but your Liverpool football club, we, we, if we say this about Manchester United, you have to say this about Liverpool football club. 
which which we have said yeah. that about Manchester United as well. Right. So, but Liverpool are currently in sixth on twenty eight points. Their goal difference is a total of twelve. Mm. I mean that's and, and let's Mo Salah should fair, have Mo Salah should have twelve goals himself already. The nine you know of those I mean? nine of those are in a nine nil uh, victory over Bournemouth. Exactly, hundred percent. Yeah. So, so really, you take you take that away. I mean, they're going to beat Bournemouth, right? Well, but make it a conservative three nil. Right. They're only a plus six. That's going good. Where where are we? They're they're on seventeen games played as we speak right this moment. They're yeah. on seventeen games played. After I mean, that's just not good enough. Next midweek, we are at the midway point officially. Next midweek, we'll we'll play. Yes. Almost everybody will have played nineteen games, and also. Over the next couple of weeks, there's going to be some Thursday matches that are going to start to make up the missed matches as well from uh, from the Queen's passing. There's one coming up. There's one coming up exactly seven days from now. Yep, yep. It's going to be next uh, next Thursday for uh, Fulham and uh, I think it's Fulham Chelsea. I think it's the uh, West London. Oh, now it is the West London derby. You're absolutely right. Now I I I spoke disparagingly about the bees, but allow me to say the following. Uh, can this team finish in the top 10? Because my answer is, hell yeah, they can. Absolutely, they can. Uh, the verdict has not yet come down on um, Ivan Tony, of course, right. uh, about the gambling. So he could very well still be there uh, for the remainder of the season, really. I mean, next year, they're. my guess is next year, they're probably going to have to, they're going to have to do something over the summer to cover up. Right. What will more than likely be a four to six month ban? Well, and here's the other um, thing too. But, but they they just beat Liverpool without Ivan Tony because he's hurt right now. No, right, right, right. What I'm saying is is that the if that happens, top ten is going to be more difficult because <laughs> as good as Brentford's playing, the the couple of players they have to replace him, Johan Wiesa and uh, Brian Abuemo are not consistent in their goal scoring. True. And that's something they would both do better with. I mean, everyone saw. Yeah. And Buemo missed two golden chances in the World Cup as well. Yeah, he, he has a rash finish in him, and he's no replacement for the cool, calm, collected Ivan Tony. That's true. Because um, you can say with, with the bees, with Ivan Tony, it's an automatic guarantee. If there's a penalty, it's going in the back of the net because he's now, what, 31 for 31? In his Something career. like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ridiculous. So, but even not even just that, I mean, he just offers a coolness and a calmness. I mean, think about the chip against Tottenham when uh, I think it was against Tottenham or maybe Villa. I don't know. It was one of the two World Cup finalist goalies were uh, out around the 18 and he just had the wherewithal to actually drag it back from them to give him the space to chip it over them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the goal, the, the guy's just as cool as the other side of the pillow. True. You know, very true. RIP. <laughs> RIP, Stu. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's one of my favorite uh, quotes. From, uh, from um, the ESPN days. From yeah, the talking, yeah. from the talking just, heads of ESPN. Yep. As cool as the other side of the pillow. I, I love that. But anyway, he, he's, he's too calm and collected and consistent, you know, for anybody to really be able to replace him is my point. Fair enough. So you – in terms of them finishing in the top 10, you have to mention Ivan Tony. Yeah. Now, like I said, 
if this injury is what they say it is and not very big and he'll be back soon and again apparently he's been a contention for all these games if so i'd expect him to play 30 minutes at the weekend in the fa cup yeah yeah probably you know if he's if he's that close to fitness put him out there then yeah you know there i think we're gonna see a lot by their decision to do that or not do that come saturday but (laughs) uh you know with the legal stuff and his fitness in mind Brentford should be good. Yeah. Like I think top 10 hands down. Yeah. If the legal stuff comes down quickly or, or the injury's bad, maybe not. Right. Cause I don't think they'll spend money in January either. No, they probably won't. They, they likely won't. They're typically a selling club and mm-hmm. uh, they don't normally buy until they make a, until they make a good profit off of someone. Uh, the Seagulls flat out whoop the Toffees, and they are square in the hunt for European spots. That is for damn sure. 100%. Do you want to just go through your rant and take your shot and then let me start where I want to? Or do you want to actually go through the like kind of match? We can go through the match. Now, um, I would just want to say right off the jump before <laughs> you get into your stuff here, and I'm good. Um, it's... I'm become apoplectic anymore. It seems. Um, welcome, welcome to the prem, Evan Fucking Ferguson. The 17 year old kid has now played three matches for uh, Brighton, one League Cup match and two uh, Premier League matches, and the young lad has three balls in the back of the net already. And he also had some uh, chances that he missed. Uh, he struck the outside of the post. Um, the Pickford, I think, saved one, or it was mm-hmm. blocked off the line, something like that. I mean, he had, or, or no, it was the one just over the bar when he had someone running to his right, but he decided to have a go, and it wasn't far away at all. Yeah, I mean, this kid, it, you know what? The future of Irish football is at his feet. Hopefully, he wasn't born in England. I'll tell you, the one thing I was thoroughly impressed with by him is. He, he's a big lad, of course, you know, who put the big fella out there, right? But uh, good back to goal, good with hold-up play, and um, he caused Tarkovsky and Cody fits, and those are two veteran center backs that typically know exactly what the fuck they're doing back there. Not saying they did this match, but typically uh, yeah. they know what they're so, doing. So let's fast forward. let's fast forward to his goal. Mm-hmm. Since you since you brought off uh, Tarkovsky, <laughs> what was with the the old dead salmon? <laughs> I don't know. There, well, there, there was that one. Look, the first goal. Let's talk about uh, Nathan Patterson. Uh, it's very simple. There's you're, you're on the weak side. Your job is to cover the weak side winger. If a ball gets passed out to him, you either intercept the ball or you cover the man. He did neither. Neither. <laughs> badly. Very badly. Yeah, he absolutely did. That is, is 100% true. And you can only expect to concede from that position. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, at the end of the first that, half. That, that's one of those that it's, it's harder to miss from yeah. here. Oh yeah! Oh God, yeah. Well, it was. Well, here's the thing too. It was one nothing at the end of the first half, and then the second half started, and then in less than six minutes, it was four nothing. 
It was like 55 minutes well, into the so second 12, half. You're like, oh, okay, well, this game's yeah, over. 12, 12 minutes from the restart, but six minutes in, they got the first one, obviously. Uh, second one. Uh, the first of three. Well, their second, yeah. yeah. First, first one of that half, first one of the three, second yep. in was, the game. That was Ferguson's. No, Ferguson was number three. Yeah. My apologies. No, he was number three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's where the the saving came in. No, he got his first. I think. No, Minimoto was uh, the first one. Mitomo, Mitomo. I'm sorry, not Minimoto. Yeah, yeah. No, Mitomo. I'm saying Ferguson was was this one. Yeah, was number. Yeah, two. Ferguson was this one. Was number two. Yeah. Because then he assisted number three. I think. Yep. And then. Yeah. And then. Uh, I mean, what is? Not number four, my boy, uh, Adrissa Gay, made a lovely leading pass uh, right into uh, open space. Uh, the problem was... Oh, it and was, made, yeah, made Pascal Gross walk faster than everyone else to the net. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem was is that He's he passed slow. backwards <laughs> and right onto the oncoming Pascal Gross, who just basically walked it into the net. Not, not to be outdone. Jordan Pickford decides to football tackle, American football tackle, his own fucking player in Tarkovsky who lands directly on his head. And it's probably not the first time that man's landed on his head. <laughs> like it was just. Yeah, no, it was I, comically I mean, it's bad. obvious that it wasn't because he did that, that weird dead fish thing. Yeah, it was comically that's, bad. That's, I, I mean, that's it. So I've had I've slipped and I've wanted to jump and get in front of a ball before, mm-hmm. but I've never looked like this <laughs> yeah. while I was doing it. Yes, it was it was bad. It was <laughs> the it was so utterly just... <laughs> horrible from Everton. I mean, I I can't tell you when I've seen Everton look that inept because like at least when we were overseas and we saw them play Chelsea and Chelsea beat the crap out of us, it was like. Okay, they're just not inspired. They're not playing well. There's just they're they're off, right? This match was just tactically bad. So I mean, I have to I have to honestly say, like, if I'm if I sit there and I say Wolves are a bad team, Forest are a bad team, Everton's a bad fucking team. They are right now, and and what that answer is, I don't fucking know because yeah. because I'm also sitting here. It's like I'm hearing rumors that the board has said. Uh, Frank's job hangs on how they do in the FA Cup. Excuse me, fuck the FA Cup. Who fucking cares? Put out a bunch of kids on Friday at Old Trafford. Who gives a shit? We're in a relegation fight. We need to be far more concerned about staying in this fucking league than we really need to be concerned about a fucking FA Cup game. And if and if the board is basing their opinion of a manager on a fucking tournament that means nothing? That says more about the fucking board than it says about the coach. It's fucking terrible, man. I got you. You have your malort ready? Oh, I got it right here. All right. Start taking it. Okay. What? You're going to say something? You want to be witty. Okay. I got you. All yep. right, here we go. It's not witty. It's just a fact. Uh, if anybody paid note to ha- after the second goal, I believe it was God, for... Brighton, uh, Frank Lampard's tactical nous was to stand at the edge of the technical area with his arms folded and shout, how? 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 Thanks, coach. <laughs> You're really organizing us well. Look, I, 
I still stand now. Oh, by the way, the one last thought I wanted to make before I say my final piece is I told you this on the show on Monday. I said Everton now needs to play the way they played against City, which is sit back, absorb pressure, counterattack, make people pay. And that's what they need to do. And I specifically said, if they go out there and try to push the narrative against uh, against Brighton, they're going to turn around and find themselves down three no- three to one in a blink of an eye. It was four to one. Like, it was exactly the way I said it was going to go. And it didn't surprise me one bit. Now, what is big for Everton, like I said, fuck off with the FA Cup. If we win, great, whatever, we advanced as long as we didn't do it using anybody of any importance, because I need them to all be ready to play next weekend, the following weekend when they play Southampton, that is everything they need to be ready for that match. And their next two matches are at home to Southampton who are fucking beyond hapless. And we'll get to them in Oso. And then they're at West Ham who cannot seem to find a way to win a game right now. And if Everton wants to, if if we're going to stick with Frank, if we're going to buy people in January or get people on loan in January, we're going to make changes to this team. Those two games are everything. That's it. Period. End of discussion. That is everything right there. Because after that, we go to you and we go to Liverpool. And those are six points dropped right there. That's a guarantee that six points dropped. So these next two are everything for Everton. Their season is on the line already in these next two matches. I don't tend to disagree with you. I mean, the only team I see, as you say, more damned right now on current form is Southampton. Yeah. No, it's... I mean, Forrest has picked up four points in the last two games. Exactly. Exactly. They're out of the relegation zone now. Wolves have picked up four points in the last two games. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly that's, it. It's da- it's damning form. It really yep. is. And when how is how you react to something that calamitous? It says it all, really. All right. So, shocker, Spuds fuck it off in the first half, and then they're world beaters in the second half. This is kind of becoming the script for Tottenham football club in every single match that they seem to play anymore. You're absolutely right. The only difference is, is they didn't go down, which they normally do in the first half. They actually were tying it nil nil. Thanks to Hugo Lloris and a very selfish Jordan. Ayew. Yeah. I was going to say should have passed that ball to fucking Elisa. Oh yeah. I was going to say definitely without a doubt Palace had chances in the first half. They really did. Palace should have been 100%. Get into the second half. Harry Kane gets a goal, and then it was all smooth sailing after that for them. This is. And quickly, uh, Harry Kane got the goal. Mm -hmm. Very quickly. And then got two. He got two very quickly and then was involved. I believe well, he had and the assist four to Daugherty. minutes after that. Exactly. Yeah. And then he had the, the assist to Daugherty. Then even well, Matt Dirty. And yeah. there was. There was a touch. No, there was a touch of fortune because Son um, tried to square it to Harry Kane uh, uh, after running right. onto that ball, and then 
Got but it hit the defender and fell to Doherty. Yep, you're right. Uh, and, My apologies. But then uh, even more fortune came upon Son, uh, I guess because he's been hurt or something. But he was due the gods to smile upon him. The children, the children uh, prayed trademark, for him. Yeah, trademark kind of run. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Harry Kane lofting a long ball forward and Son running from deep. And he got there. I mean, to be fair to him, he did. But the defender was also there. It kind of, instead of hitting him on the head, which would have taken it away, it kind of grazed his head Mm -hmm. and just fell at Son's feet. And that's how he scored his goal. A great touch, great reaction, composed finish, fine. But a little bit of fortune in both the assist and the the goal he scored. Got to say for Palace, this is two very bad losses at Selhurst in a row. They they won at Bournemouth for the game that they won, but this is this got to be concerning for Vieira that the, that the team has had just a couple of implosions in in their home park. Yeah, I I don't know what's. I mean, I know exactly what it is. They can't they can't fucking score. <laughs> They've had a couple of injuries here or there. That now they have a couple of cards here or there. Yeah, I I mean. Without being able to score goals on a consistent basis, you're always going to have problems. Luckily for them, they have a good enough defense that they're not going to find themselves in trouble. Yeah. No, no. I, I feel like they're going to be perfectly fine. But but the progression of what you were expecting with this young team and Vieira was top 10. And I don't see this team as a top 10. I see them as probably 11th or 12th place, which is where they've already been a few times. Like, I think... I, I think at some point, yeah. Palace fans are going to expect a little bit more out of this club. Well, I think part of it's the ownership. They're not willing to splash the cash. Yeah, They're no. cool with being where they are. Yeah, They need a center forward. Jordan Ayew's not the guy. Right. Christian Benteke was kind of the guy sometimes, really not the guy. Others was the fucking big dick swinging in a game or two each season. Well, I think they need to finally just shit or get off the pot with Matea and uh, Ed- Edward, like play one of them all the time. Either, yeah, put, all do the time. something. Yeah. I mean, you need a center forward. Do something. <clears throat> Have one of those guys play up front for six straight. And if they can't put the ball in the net, then put the other one in for six straight. But exactly. Jordan, I, I mean, you, the worst, worst that's going to happen is you're going to nil, nil draw. Yeah. Jordan, I use their like safety is their safety blanket and they need to get away from it. Yeah. That's they need to get rid of them. What are we going to see from Spurs the rest of the way? I mean, they're impossible to figure the fuck out. I don't know. I've been trying to figure them out for years to help rip them apart from the inside. And it's just, I can't, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm baffled by it. Obviously we think Conte's safe for now, but I mean, I, they got City right around the corner. Does it all fall to shit then? No, of course it falls to shit. But I don't think I don't think Conte's job is really going to be up for grabs until the summer, mm-hmm. until other people figure out what they're doing. Because again, the other side of the coin, you got to replace him. Are you really going to? Is Daniel Levy going to splash the cash to get um, Potch out of his contract at PSG? He won't even splash the cash on a player right so no don't think that's going to happen there's no other coach i think in the right mind that would take tottenham after three successive big name coaches in a row couldn't deliver do i want that job that club's cursed fair enough 
Let's turn our attention to uh, the top of the table as second and third uh, gain back some points on the league leaders. Arsenal nil, Newcastle nil, Manchester City one, Chelsea nil. Um, scrappy affair at the Emirates finishes scoreless, Mr. Graham. By one team, yeah, very scrappy. I think the other guys- team tried to play. Well, I think I think you handled it well. I mean, somebody made it ugly, and we, let's face it, your team has historically been a team that when somebody makes it ugly, you run in the corner and suck your thumb. You guys fought through it. You kept trying to play through it, which is there's something to be said about that because that has not been in your character for a very long time. Absolutely. I just... Uh, it still bothers me that teams will try to time waste from the fifth minute on. Uh, but that's, you know, just kind of my own personal preference, I guess. Hey, 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 uh, hey, that is a try to method Arsenal that has worked for, for Everton for a very long time. You keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Arsenal, Arsenal pushed and pushed. They tried and tried. They uh, forced Nick Pope into two great saves. They, uh, you know, took a razor out and shaved the crossbar or uh, not crossbar, but the, um, the right-hand post, uh, I think, it was Martinelli cutting in from the inside and beat Nick Pope easily, and then uh, just shaved the post to the outside. Um, There's a few long-range strikes that got some blocks in. I mean, they Saka in the first what 12, 15 minutes owned Dan Byrne, and then they had um, Botman, I think uh-huh. it was, kind of cheat drift. Mm-hmm. So he could cover for Dan Byrne and allow Dan Byrne to, re- you know, get back in his position. He could cover so Dan Byrne could recover if that uh, works. And um, it was just so frustrating every fucking time. And I, I really do think uh, the um, – I can't remember his name. Whoever came on the, the handball – hit the elbow as he was turning away yeah as he was sliding away i i've I, seen i've seen that given this season already it's exactly what i was about to say i was like i've seen that given already so why wasn't it given there i mean it was it, given at the, it was given in the world cup fucking final yeah he he slid on the ground and turned his back around and that's how his arm and raised got his there. arms yeah it was it it you see it get given a lot of times why is it not given there i i very much agree with you you know, you're you were hard done in that. But, but that's fine. It is but also don't be leaving. They went it. out and they don't be leaving it at the death to hope for a penalty, right? Have that game won earlier. Get that ball in the net earlier, you know? No, yeah. yeah. And we should have. I mean back uh Bakuyasaka had a chance in like the fourth minute that that probably should have put away that Nick Pope saved. Yeah. Um, you know. But Eddie Douche does that make sense? Yes. Do you get that one? Yes, I get it. Right. It's Dice, but I put his I, old I, name I, in there. I know, I know. I was making sure the listeners get it. Because <laughs> then I thought maybe you just, you're twisted like me. Okay. Anyway. One, uh, he, how about, he, how about they, you explain it one more team, time for the people in the back, Mr. Graham? His team did uh, what he set them out to do, and you can't really fault him for it. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a it's few a things. a hard fault point. Um, why do you buy Nick Pope? Why do you bring Nick Pope to your team? Right, right there, that game. That's why. That's why you get Nick Pope. 
You know, that's that's why you yeah. get that keeper. And uh, I have to say, Newcastle isn't giving up goals right now, which is nice, but they ain't scoring them either right now. They're having a little bit of a drought. No, absolutely. Injuries obviously play a massive part in that for them. Um, but they have basically the same problem we have, which was the, the next point I was going to make about my boys, is past the first team, there is a big drop-off to your second team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's what both of us are actually going to do in the transfer window uh, during this month is we, we've already had a couple of bids um, rejected for the Ukrainian, uh, I think Ukrainian international um, uh, Mudrik. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I th- we're, you know, they want closer to a hundred million and we're not prepared to pay that. So, um, but both teams are going to need to find some depth. Uh, you thought you were getting that with, Isaac, like I said, uh, well, rather making Colin Wilson the depth, right? Because you bought Isaac, right? Uh, a bit unfortunate with a serious injury, uh, because throughout most of his career, we, we said this the other day, um, he's been relatively injury free. So, well, you know, the money is gonna in January is gonna play a part. I'm sure Newcastle will be able to afford much more depth than we will. <laughs> But who on either bench are you going to come in to change the game? And Joshua Murphy was the one with the handball, by the way, because that's yeah. who came on. Yeah. Or Jacob Murphy, rather. Jacob yeah, Murphy, not Joshua. Yep. He looks like Josh that used to play with us, Josh Patterson. Yes, he does. But Jacob Murphy. He. Uh, so is he really who you want to be bringing on to affect the game against the league leaders? Right. No. Yeah. So it, it, Fabio Vieira, who falls over like they did at every fucking opportunity, is, is that who Arsenal wants to bring on? No. No. Marquinhos is a toddler. Uh, he won't know what to do with himself. Uh, we've seen that in his Europa League performances. Uh, he He's very unpa- talented, you can see. I mean, he's skillful with the ball, but he makes every wrong decision. So, so inexperienced. Mm. So what do you what do you do, right? You can't change that game. There's nobody on either bench, you know? So I think January is going to be crucial for how that top four finish. Yeah, very true. Uh, moving on to uh, the other team in the top four. Um, City go to Chelsea and get a win. But one has to say, a very boring match, that's for damn sure. Uh, Chelsea were the better side in the first half. They had the better ideas. And, and what's funny is that... <clears throat> I, I used to have the line there. It unfortunately got cut off was that 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 was City's best starting lineup out there. And they did not look good at all in the first half. No. And Chelsea had their lineup changed. Their best starting 11, in my opinion, had, uh, was changed with um, what, 12 minutes on the clock or something like that. Yep. I was going to say that 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 first half came at a cost. They end up losing two guys to injury in the first half. So you have to make two individual subs. And remember, you're allowed to make five substitutions, but you're only allowed to make it over three subs. So then in the second half, you've got one sub to put in three guys or two or one, but you don't have anything after that. It's your last sub in your pocket. No, you have to do it at halftime. Yeah. That's yeah. the extra halftime is the extra window. It doesn't right. count as one oh, of the that's right. True. substitution windows. Yeah. So, but you've already made two in the first half. You're going to burn another right at halftime. I don't know. And you're also not playing poorly. You've got the nil-nil tie yeah. uh, at, at halftime, as it were. But, I mean, honestly, by the the 
the marquee, the look at these two glamorous sides going toe to toe. You know, it was such a turgid match. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's no Burnley at Stoke away in League One. Right. But it's it was a turgid fucking game, this. <laughs> I, when I see that on the marquee, when that's the billing, it gets its own goddamn day. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, you know, oh, that match was fucking atrocious. Mm-hmm. I could not. It was pitiful. And and um, Pep had to go to uh, the youngster and had to make a change like Cancelo. He had to get Cancelo off the pitch. Someone who's been a steady Eddie for him forever just still does not seem to have his feet under him yet. Five shots on target between them. Uh, a little bit of that was down to good defending. But a lot of this, I think, too, which is, to your point, why some of those weird subs came in. And then, uh, but this is the third game in eight or nine days for both clubs. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you also have one two days from now in the in the, uh, in the the FA Cup. Uh, where they or play. three days from now in the FA Cup. Where they play each other again, but at City. Exactly. Which, do you care it's it, this is going to be the u23s against the u21 oh fuck yeah that that's it's not going to be worth watching that's for damn sure no absolutely but uh one thing i found interesting grand potter standing up for the cause of the of, of his arsenal brethren i assume and subbing the substitute in the 67th minute <laughs> pierre emrick abdomayon yeah yeah came on for uh, Raheem Sterling when he got injured mm-hmm. uh, and then was subbed out himself in the 67th minute because he's a wee bitch. Because he uh, also doesn't get back. Like he just. He doesn't care. No, he does not. He doesn't care. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it, it's funny to see the reactionary buys that Chelsea make that just do not pan out at all whatsoever. And you know they're so going to make the, a couple the, more of those in January. They're going to, they're going to, they've already, I think they just spent $60 million on another center back from uh, from France. I've got one. Go. Reports today have said that they are willing to trump any offer Arsenal make for Mudrik. Wow. That Ukrainian winger. Put in for $80 million. Yeah. Put in for $80 million so that they do 90 Well, no, so the best tweet I saw was, "Hey Edu, <laughs> bid one eighty five." <laughs> so they come in at one eighty seven, and this idiot doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's it's typically the case with uh with with um Chelsea. They'll go and buy a guy in January, and that guy ends up rarely ever really offering any help. Um. Chelsea, we're yeah, 100%. Chelsea now sit in 10th place, man. How I mean, I know we've said we think that this is a newer project and this is going to have some time, but where do we really see Chelsea finishing this season, man? Uh, that's also going to be tough. Um, uh, when do they abandon the long term plan <laughs> that is Graham Potter? Huh? Well, because uh, um, I, I could see this getting as bad as 12. I could see it uh, being as good as fourth. It's just going to depend who and when they buy in. Well, good. And good. I don't mean the money. I mean the players buying into the system. Right. 
Well, the good news, Sam, is is uh, so there's there's no longer uh, there's no longer Roman. So, you know what the the nice part there is is nobody's gonna like uh, lose any limbs allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> I look up and like Graham disappeared. Is he awake? Yeah, he was there. Did he pass out? He went to go get himself a beer. The man's Are you thirsty. Sure. Sometimes I worry that he falls I went asleep. To the, I went to the fridge. Wouldn't be the first time you passed out on fridge. our show. You know what? Actually, I'm with Mel. Wouldn't be the first time you've passed out on our show. Very fair. Rounding out the rest of the league and oh, so that, that happened. That was a specific reason. Hey, shut up. I'm reading. <laughs> Fulham 1, Leicester 0, Manchester United 3, Bournemouth 0, Nottingham Forest 1, Southampton 0, Villa 1, Wolverhampton 1, Leeds 2, West Ham 2. Um, let's uh, roll through this kind of quickly here, Mr. Graham. Um, Mitro scores his 11th, and uh, the Foxes need some kind of a spark, man. They need something to get them going. Well, they had a fantastic game, Leicester, actually. Um even face did very well. Well, face, they were all over the th- all over the thing. They had two thirds of possession. They had most of the chances. They had everything. Fulham had one deft touch off his chest by Mitro and a fine, fine finish on his weaker left foot. Um, uh, the one thing I will say about this game, because most of it was kind of just meh, uh, is I really wish Jamie Vardy scored. Mm-hmm. Because what would his shithousery have been? It's Fulham. Was he just going to be overly polite? I was talking. Uh, hey, that was when, the fucking punchline. Uh, yes, when I do a thing over Zoom where I go like this, it means Phil because I'm muting myself to talk to the producer about a bit we're not doing tonight that's in the fucking notes that I talk to everybody about before the start of the show. But that's okay. I'm a fucking tyrant. Jesus Christ. Ugh. It's my birthday. You can't yell at me. You yell at him. Yell at him. Then don't fuck off. Jesus. Okay, fuck me, Christ. In the, okay, in the car earlier, you said there would be, but not a championship corner. I said there would not be a recap of the betting segment other than to say we're going to talk about it next week. All right. Sounds good. Carry on. Please continue, Mr. Graham. <laughs> the game was missing Vardy. It should have had That's Vardy. Uh, Mitro scores his 11th. He's he's uh, matched his best so far in the Prem, right? At the midway point? Yep. Okay. Well, now I've lost Mr. Graham. Moving on to the next game. Uh, United finally get a convincing win. Yeah, I... Mm convincing they gave up a fair few chances to one of the worst teams in the league. Yes. I'd still be a bit worried about what's going on there. Now, granted United were at home and Bournemouth, what do they have to lose? They're going to push more than they would against anyone else. Cause why the fuck not? Right. Um, but I think the appointment of their manager, uh, on a permanent basis, uh, I don't see them spending any money in January. I think they're preparing for life in the championship in general. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see them pick up a, a nice win or two here or there because they're going to start giving it a go because why the fuck not? They don't expect to stay up. They're going to have fun while they're here. Yeah, but our thing that we've been critical of of United here recently is that it's been one nothing wins. 
This was a three nothing win. True. This was yeah. they put the ball in the back of the net, and that was what they hadn't been doing the last couple of times. Because let's face it, here's the other thing too: we're talking about them in fourth place right now, but their last three games they they have been playing the dreg of the fucking league right now. So let's see how they do when they've got to face a Spurs, a Chelsea, an inform Brighton, an inform. Uh, Brentford, you know, like, let's see how they do when they play the people that are around them. I think they're in fourth by convenience right now because they just took care of Forest, Wolves, and Bournemouth. Woo! <laughs> like, like, that's... How yeah, I mean, and I, don't, I, don't ne- I don't necessarily disagree with you there. I mean, that's... But at the same token, they they had to do it, and they did do it. Yeah. Does that uh, do I give them extra credit in the bank? Not necessarily. Does it make me raise an eyebrow? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's cherries are outside the drop right now, but as we've already documented, all the way up to 13th place is literally two points out of the drop. Yeah. It's, it is only a matter of time, especially, I mean, it could be as quickly as this next fixture list. If Everton beats Southampton at home, which, as bad as both teams are, I'd still put my money on Everton to win at home. And they already beat Southampton once already this year. So, like, I feel pretty convinced that that's going to be the case. Cherries then find themselves in, 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 the, in the hole. And I don't know if they're going to be able to dig themselves out of it, especially with that goal differential, too, which is killing them. No, I don't think they are. But like I said, I think they're going to have some fun is what I mean. Just yeah. judged by this performance. Which means they're going to leave themselves open, which means a, a whole host of things. They're just going to – I think they're going to grab one or two more scalps yeah, or what they would consider scalps, but ultimately they're done. Yeah. I think it's over. I don't even think the next three games really matter to them. Oh, hey, they got they got one more match on the books with Everton, so they'll get that third win there. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, yeah. that's how Everton do. Forest finally out of the drop. They have been in the drop since uh since September. They haven't been the most convincing of games, but you know what? They they fucking count. And frankly, it's Southampton was the perfect team for them to play to finally get a W. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. They um the lack of quality in the final third. I thought this was a fucking university game, a high school game. I mean, this is atrocious in the final third for both teams, really. Mm. Um, Just missing chance after chance after chance. On 26 minutes, though, a rare shot on goal. In fact, the only shot on goal in the entire game resulted in a goal. Uh, When poor Southampton play saw Ben Johnson barreling down on goal and Awon Yi busting an absolute gut to get there, and he did, and finished with a plum. Almost skied it, but just kept it under the bar. Just kept it under the bar. Yeah. Uh, a good. It, it, you're absolutely right. It's a great win for Forrest. I mean, we've already said they're going to have to try to knuckle down quickly who their best 11 is to find some consistency to try to put some sort of string of results together. Um, but if they, I, if they could throw still, off a couple, two, three in a row, they're suddenly in 12th place. We're saying, I, I'm sitting here and I say it about Everton. Why can't you say the same thing about Forrest, you know? Rattle off a couple of wins and suddenly you're real safe. 
I mean, add one more game week, you'd say the same about Southampton. I just don't yeah. see it from either of them, to be right. honest, to be True. able to put it together to do it. That's the issue is I don't think they can pick up seven seven points in in three weeks. Here's, here's I don't in, in three game weeks at least. Here was the other thing I was. Gonna I just mention. don't see him doing it. I was going to mention about the Saints as well. Uh, Sammy is how can you be so bad at home? How can you be that bad at home? I mean, the, let's remember they also lost to Everton at home three to one, a place that Everton never plays well at. Like. Dude, come on, guys. I mean, yep. they, they are dropping some bad points at home. And if you're going to stay up, your home's got to be somewhat of a fortress. You go, okay, well, the big six, we're going to lose to all of them. But everybody in the middle of the table, well, we're going to get a draw against them. And all the teams that are down in the muck with us, we're going to beat them. That's how you get to 39 points and you stay out of the fucking le- and stay in the league. And I don't see where Southampton's going to do it. Like, I'm... This is like dread, like Sheffield United dread. I'm starting to feel for for Southampton. Uh, Five thirty eight. Is that the site that Mel uses? Yeah, that's for the, the nerds. Stats? Yep, that's the nerds. So, Kenny sent me something. <laughs> <laughs> Please do tell. It was a wee link, and it uh, the caption that came with the link was. Fuck me, they're not wrong. <laughs> and what I have is the end of season probabilities updated. <laughs> uh, Manchester City um, to win the league are at a 50% chance. Arsenal only 42% chance. Mm-hmm. But then we scroll all the way down. And this is why this is relevant, because Southampton now possess a 54% chance of being relegated. Mm -hmm. And somehow less than 1%. Oh, hold on. Uh, It's Champions League or win the league. Never mind. 54% to be relegated. Bournemouth are 47. Everton are 49. So the odds are still in your favor, sir. Thanks. Appreciate it. Wolves are 45. And Nottingham Forest are 44. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. I would trade you and Nottingham Forest, and I would leave Wolves exactly where the fuck they are. Yeah, fair enough. And Southampton and Bournemouth, I tend to totally agree. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. We talked about it already earlier this week. We we both seem to be kind of universal on Southampton, Forest, Bournemouth is who we think are going to be the teams to go down. I'm I'm still mad about the playing thing when the Cardiff dude died. Yeah, yeah, it's still kind of fucked up. Agreed. Um, yeah, so I'm still not, uh, I'd be happy to see him go down. Speaking of feistiness, it may not be officially a Derby, but Villa Wolves is a fucking Derby, man. That is a, that is always a really feisty affair when they get together. But you saw it with Leon Bailey, inconsolable after the game because he missed that chance. That was a sitter. Oh my God, what a sitter. I know, but he was laying on the field crying, literally crying, like heaving crying. Yeah. He had a bad game. He did have a bad game. He had a great chance early on as well, but he got his body shape all wrong, even though he was on his favorite left foot and he dragged it wide. Yeah. Um, Daniel Pudence had a lovely one too. And then Daniel Pudence tried a off-foot bicycle kick from the 18, yeah. like he was Wayne Rooney. <laughs> That was funny. That was fucking weird. Um, 
I think Villa were a bit fortunate with Danny Ings' finish. I mean, it was a good finish, but Jose Sa slipped. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Saw saw slipping is what made that ball be easier for Ings to put in. Now, I'm not saying that Ings Ings did have the composure and he was there. I would also say if Sa was on his feet, he's probably not doing that chip. He's probably rifling it low and probably beating Sa, probably. But Sa slipping made it very easy. Then it was just like, oh, this is a no-brainer. Just lift it over top of him. It's going in, mm-hmm. and that's and, and, and an I, I don't mind like where both teams are at the moment. Uh, Wolves, Wolves, I think is, uh, I, I think our internet connection's a bit fucked, Sam. Okay, you look where a little slow, slow, lagging. It, yeah, you're lagging a bit on my screen, so I'm starting to talk while you're still talking. It, oh, sorry to hear that, man. Sorry. Yeah, I think that's what happened when everything got fucked up with that really good joke I had. Oh, really? the, uh, of course, it was a really good joke. <laughs> yeah, that's why I just stopped talking because you two started fighting. It was a great joke. Do you want to hear the joke again? No, I don't. Please continue talking about uh, uh, wolves. <laughs> <laughs> I like where both teams are headed uh, based on the recent form. Um, I, I think... Wolves still have a lot of fucking problems. So I would still worry about the relegation. But of the five or six teams we've mentioned in that fight, even with the nerds, I kind of fancy Wolves and Everton as the two that stay. Um, but that being said, Wolves are on the fucking cusp. I mean, they are. If you made me choose four teams that are in trouble, Wolves would be the four. Right. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, although you have to put Everton there right now instead of Wolves because Wolves just beat Everton, you know. But uh, again, I for it's let's let's see what happens in January too because if there's two clubs that are going to do something about what they need to improve with their sides, it's probably Everton and Wolves, and they are probably the two that have at least an right. ability yeah. to do so. Uh, finally. Leeds really should have won that match against West Ham. Um, now I know they went down two to one at one point, and uh, but after they tied it up two two, especially down the stretch there, big save from Pavianski, a couple of nice key blocks by West Ham, one off the post. I mean, Leeds should have won that game. They they easily could have put two or three in right at the death. No, hundred uh, percent. Fabianski almost gave them one, but then Fabianski took taketh. Fabianski giveth. Fabianski taketh away. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> and hey, I mean, he that that save on the final header. That save on the final header. Sam, I know that got your fucking weed dick hard. Oh yeah, that's, that's that was brilliant. That's that's the one as a keeper. You're like fuck yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> oh, oh, good one. Uh, that, the, that was that was dope. That I do love the uh, that the footballing world knows that the minute we talk shit about somebody, they're going to do well. I mentioned the fact that Son hasn't scored since his hat trick. Of course, he scores this week. <laughs> you talk about Italian strikers never scoring. Samaka scores this week. It's almost like the Premier League goes, hold on here, hold on. English football Twitter definitely needs to fuck with these Americans and tell them how very fucking wrong they are. Let's do the exact opposite of what they just said. Well, you know what? They call it the curse of the commentator. That's oh, as yeah. soon as you 
praise somebody. They fucking, you know, think the advertising hoarding is one of their players, you know, like Ronaldo Sanchez did back in the day for Swansea. Uh, or if you denigrate somebody, this guy's not showing up all day. They fucking hit a screamer from 25 yards out. This team it's, never scores you know, on corners. Goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it, the curse of the commentator, but, man. That's but then exactly how does it what work, it is. But then how does it work with the commentator whenever they say, this team is really poor at corners, and they say it every single time there's a corner, and then it, without doubt, there's a goal scored. So they could go, see, told you they were really bad on corners. I only, I only know that because I've heard commentators <laughs> say that a lot about my that team ha- for the last five years. I'm sorry, nothing. I'm so not they, didn't that happen to you? A whole lot. <laughs> Every fucking week. <laughs> Every I'm not bitter. Week. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. <laughs> not bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm the, not bitter. Uh, I love my team. I love my team. Mikel Antonio also team. had a chance right at the death. Too. Yeah, he did. Mikel Antonio also had a chance right at the death. Uh, but um, I I think he probably wishes he was in that snowman, uh, snowman suit so he could melt and extend <laughs> just a little bit. Um, I think uh, final, final thought here, Graham, and get your opinion on it as well. I feel like for Leeds, this is what we're going to get from them, right? So there's going to be games like this where you go, wow, this team's really got it together. There's a lot of energy. They're a really good side. But then that energy gets used against them a lot too when a team will just pick them apart because they're so high octane and so high energy. But you see games like this and you go, yeah, Leeds is going to be all right. Leeds is going to figure it out. You keep going, yeah, I think they're going to figure it out. But then you then watch them get demolished by someone. Yeah, I mean, that, that's how that's how they're going to be because Jesse Marsh is about as, you know, kind of gung-ho as Marcelo Bielsa. He tries to organize a defense a bit to a point Here's the one thing that we have to hope that Jesse Marsh actually never gets from uh, Marcella Bielsa. Lonely, dark nights, naked on the physio's table. Sure money. So we are not going to recap sure money uh, this week uh, because we're not bidding on the FA Cup. So we have a show next week to preview uh, and talk about what's going on in the Premier League next weekend. We will be betting and recapping our bets at that point. Very good, very good. And there's uh, no championship corner to talk about either, so no uh, little fun sound drop there either as well. I uh, got Sam. I, I finished a sentence right as Mr. Nope, Graham's sorry. here. That's on me. That's okay. See, I'm willing the, uh, to admit when I'm not covering my a, partner's ass. The... Uh, Fuck you. <laughs> the, <laughs> I love you too, Graham. So the um, yeah, no, nobody played in the championship this week, so we can't talk about it. That's gonna wrap it up, boys and girls. Mister Graham, any parting words? I just wanted to have you hold on there for a second. Yeah, uh, I do have parting words. There's a couple of things. The the first of which is. I so wish Jamie Vardy would have scored because what would his shithousery have been? It's Fulham. Would he have been overly polite? 
ha, 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 ha. Okay, so what's the joke? Hold on, Graham. <laughs> Tell it one more time. It might be funnier. Yeah, try again. Try again. Normally on your fifth time, yeah. it normally lands. Hold on. Let me hold on. I'm going to do a shot real quick and then we'll see if it's funnier. Okay, go. <laughs> I'm upset that there is no injury time this week because injury time, we would normally be previewing the third round of the FA Cup. My favorite weekend of the footballing calendar. I love where it. Legends well. are written, iconic goals have been scored. And David sometimes beats Goliath. But in our minds, it happens every goddamn year. It does happen every fucking year. Somebody does it. (laughs) Uh, Some notable fixtures this weekend, just to give you a little heads up. And an all-Premier League tie, Manchester United and Everton get the weekend started off. Uh, Uh, That be quick and painless (laughs) and move on to the uh, paying attention to the league. I just did that to make you mad. That's... Uh, I'm, I'm, glad I can watch it. I'm glad I can watch it on Friday. It'll already be over. And then sun, Saturday, I can wake up and enjoy the <laughs> FA Cup third round, Mr. Graham. And you will enjoy it because at 7.30 a.m. on Saturday, little old Pompey, a club close to our hearts, mm-hmm. uh, recently, in, in recent memory, winners of the FA Cup, uh, <laughs> as I always like to point out because it's such a goofy stat, the longest ever holders of the FA Cup as well in terms of timeline. Well, it's because there was a world war and there was no footy. <laughs> they travel <laughs> to Spurs. Oh, very good. And little old Portsmouth uh, at this point in their lives could use that gate revenue. So thank God for them. Forest Green Rovers travel to Birmingham City, which mm-hmm. is uh, Birmingham City's a relative uh, league recent Premier League club, but in and around the championship all the time, Forest Green Rovers, not. Yeah. So that's a huge deal. Um, Gillingham traveled to Leicester, another League One club going to, uh, mm-hmm. or League Two Gillingham is, isn't it? Gillingham's League Two, um, I believe, currently. To, uh, to Leicester. Yeah, uh, going up to a Premier League club. Um, Hull to Fulham, you know, Hull is on the cusp of relegation again uh, from where they're at. So traveling to a Premier League club is huge. Uh, Another fun thing, I love these because you get a guaranteed team into the next round. You got Ipswich versus Rotherham. Ah, there you go. So a championship side versus a... So you um, got a guaranteed lower league... Yeah. Very exactly. Nice. So you got a chance. Definitely, somebody from the lower leagues is going in. Shrewsbury plays Sunderland, Chesterfield at West Brom. I mean, some some Bournemouth and Accrington, another non-league and League One side. So yep. guaranteed a lower league opposition in the next round. It's just it's the purest of competitions. I love it to death. Um, except for that whole point where Premier League stadiums have VAR and everybody else doesn't which means the same competitions being played under two sets of rules. Uh, and that can go fuck itself. You, uh, uh, for once, you did not bring up your team and make it all about Arsenal, but I will do it for you. Uh, your boys go back to the scene of the crime where a large grounds crew slash third goalkeeper ate a pie. Aren't you guys heading out to Sutton or is it Oxford? Sutton United. Yeah, Sutton United. <laughs> I don't know. It's either Sutton or Oxford. Yeah, where I think are we it's at? Sutton. Sutton. 
You're on Monday. Oxford United ah, were playing. Oxford, okay. So League we're on One Monday. Side. Oxford United were playing. Still yep. League One side. That is that that is not fun for the Premier League sides to have to go to the lower league sides because uh, maybe the pitch no so no. Uh, perfect. No, so good. Yeah. Well, what what's what's sad is now every tie I think now goes to straight penalties. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So should we fuck up and nil nil draw? They would not get the opportunity to replay, which in years past that would have happened. I think last couple of years it was just round uh, the quarterfinals on were straight to penalties. Yeah, they still played replays for the earlier rounds. And that's just a bit sad. I mean, you'd hope the Premier League club at least donates a bit. You got to assume they are. If if it's, a proper, so. if it's a proper club, they're taking care of people. Yeah, you know. I mean, ours did. I mean, we did it to Sutton. So you I hope we them, still you are. Help build them stands. You made them. You helped yeah. them up and and built them a whole new uh, stand section. The the you know I'm just hoping that um you know that mammoth behemoth that is um Manchester United can go ahead and help out Everton with a few shekels because we need to buy a few guys to keep us up this season. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, then, why don't you get Donnie Van Der Beek on that again? Yeah, exactly. He proved to be fantastic for one game, an FA Cup match. We don't need him for an FA Cup match. Thank you so much for joining us, boys and girls. Uh, again, big shout out to producer Mel for putting in the time tonight on her birthday to uh, help us out. And uh, what I appreciate with uh, producer Mel is it wasn't even a question. She was like, yeah, let's just figure everything out. We'll get it done. I was, I was here. I'm always here. We'll Unless I'm sh- in Jamaica and then I'm not here. I'm I'm in Jamaica. Oh, good thing you land on a Monday. Oh, I leave on a Saturday and I'm back, back on, on a Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, I'm going to have to work. Uh, old, <laughs> old daddy uh, do two jobs is going to have to fucking run the board uh, again. That's coming up in about 15 days. So ah, have fun. Very good. Very good. Uh, we might uh, bring in a uh, third chair that night, Mr. Graham, and I might let you drive the old bus that night. Let you feel my pain. I think you that'd be fine with me. <laughs> well, now I can finally do it properly. <sighs> you know what's not? Is that not come through? Yeah. Is our, are we are we breaking up, Sam? Yeah, we're not. I can up. finally do it properly. We're not doing injury time this week, but uh, well, we are not doing an injury time tonight. But we do typically do injury time, and we did do one earlier this week. Mr. Graham, should somebody want to check out injury time, how do they go about doing it? That's quite easy. It's um, it's being overly polite, Sam. That's the punchline. It's funny. Okay. <laughs> it's it's www.patreon.com backslash the football show. Just sign up to that one easy $5 tier. You get all our extra content. Sound check, which is our actual sound check. We are checking levels, sharing stories from our weekends. Uh, and then injury time, as Sam already said, that is our preview show where we talk about this week's upcoming action in a fast, fun, fit and firing way. Very good. Very good. And if we did do an injury time tonight, Mr. Graham would explain that joke again for the eighth fucking time. Till next week, everybody. I'd also say cock a lot. Bye. (laughs) Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye.
Fucking new button!